0: This is the morning sports desk for Monday, September eighteenth. So it was a uh, it was a weekend of football. Uh, that's for sure. It was yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely was. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know I felt a little bit bad for the Vikings. You know, losing on 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 Thursday, and I think we all kind of thought, oh man. You know the Lions are supposed to be good. The Packers are—you know—they look like they're at least holding their own. Uh, both these teams are going to be two and zero, and the Vikings will be zero and two, it, and it—it just might as well be over. And then uh, the entire NFC North just decides to lose all their games this weekend. The NFC
1: North showed this week and weekend why they're one of the probably worst divisions in the NFL this year.
0: They're like the AL Central of divisions in the NFL, you know. Yep. They sure are. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. It's mainly just a lot of like uh, the guy punching himself in the face, uh, pretty much uh, with that division. Uh, Green Bay blew a lead yesterday, and they ended up losing in the final moments. Detroit lost in overtime at home to Seattle, and the Bears. Um, Justin Fields turns out isn't good. Uh, right, Bears fans did a lot of smack talking this off season, and they still stink the The thing I will
1: take solace in is um Bears fans who seem to know what's going on were not. They were eerily quiet yeah there's a there is a a vocal. A vocal, uh, is it a majority or a minority? A vocal minority. In in NFL fan bases that are insane and every team has one. Uh Uh-huh. And you know who they are the second there's a quarterback like Justin Fields on your team and they're defending him. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's shown nothing. The poor guy. He can run like the wind, man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Throwing the football
0: is a tough Keep in mind, it's a tough look, isn't it? There were certain ESPN rankings that had Fields ranked as a top 13 quarterback in the NFL ahead of Kirk Cousins, by the way.
1: Well, it might be true if you look at uh, end of season fantasy rankings. Yeah. That might end up being a a fair. He might rank higher fantasy wise, um,
0: but no, he's not. No. He's not a better quarterback. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and then the Packer game, uh, Jordan Love did throw three touchdowns, which is good for him. Unfortunately, uh, he could not lead his team on a game-winning drive. They lost 25-24. Uh, Corey, we were talking a little bit off air. There's something interesting you wanted to note from that Packers-Falcons game, yeah. other than the fact that Green Bay lost, and we just need to acknowledge that when the Packers lose, America wins. There's two interesting points from that game, actually. And and, and
1: it was funny that it, it um – it came up so quickly in the season, mm-hmm. and that was uh, I, I had two games on um, that multi-view thing. I just want to sure. preach the gospel of YouTube TV right now very quickly uh-huh. on Saturdays when they have four games on, and then uh, yesterday they had two NFL games on. So I had the the Packers-Falcons uh, game on, but then I also had the Chiefs-Jaguars game uh-huh. on at the same time. Awesome that we're able to do that. Um but one of the things that came up so quickly for, uh, especially for Packers fans and anybody else who uh, spends most of their uh, uh, football fan life disliking the Packers, is here was a game where they needed their quarterback to will them, will that team do a victory? Mm-hmm. And for the past thirty years, they've had that guy, and there wasn't a single moment. When they needed Jordan Love to go the length of the field to try to tie or win the game. Just to or get whatever into field goal range. That's all they needed. It was like this doesn't feel like he was good by the he's been good for two weeks in a row. He looks nice, but in those moments of like, is he the guy who can do this? Um he couldn't do it. I didn't feel nervous once watching that game. I was like, oh, my gosh, Atlanta's going to win. I can't believe Atlanta's going to win this game. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me uh, as a whole. And if I were a Packer fan, that would make me very nervous. The other thing happened was a, was a rules situation. Uh-huh. Now, I, I bring this up because it kind of comes on the back of, remember on Thursday night, Justin Jefferson fumbled it through the end zone. Mm-hmm. And when you fumble it through the end zone, it's a touchback for the other team. They yes. just get the ball. And we could we could go on for probably an hour uh, about the, the pros and cons or if it's good or bad, that particular rule. But another thing came up on Sunday in that Packers-Falcons game that I was really interested by. There was a, a pass in the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. The Atlanta receiver went up in the air, caught it, Came down, toes inbounds. All 10 toes inbounds. Okay? The next thing to land were his heels. Okay. Out of bounds. Incomplete pass. No touchdown. Huh. Now, my question for you is, if he would have been facing the other direction and he would have dragged his toes in, all 10 toes down, and his elbows were the first thing to hit out of bounds or his knees that would have been a touchdown it would have counted yeah so why do my question for you is why do toes down count as a whole foot when you're falling forward but toes down falling or he could have fallen backwards and his butt could have hit first it would have been a touchdown why does why do toes not count as a whole foot when your heel
0: is the next thing to hit that's uh it, well I'm not on the competition committee so I can't give you uh, uh an accurate detailed answer but what I can tell you is uh the NFL has no idea what a catch is most of the time, uh, they just kind of—it's just kind of like uh, the emoji, the not even the emoji of the guy shrugging his shoulders. It's like the one you make out of all of like the backslashes and the hyphens and the parentheses, where it's just that big guy like, nah. right? And that's what the NFL is like trying to decide to catch, uh, because, because
1: it should be an automatic touchdown the second
0: it's in your hands and your toes touch. Right. It's a touchdown, right? Well, because the only thing is like, okay, well, does he have possession as he fully comes down? But as we've discussed before, he had the ball fully in his hands. Like, there was no corralling it. He didn't have to wrangle it in. Right. He had the ball. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like he's established himself in bounds, he's got the two feet, because there's the thing of the toe-drag swag that gets all the... uh, that gets all the love nowadays. Like a wide receiver makes a catch and his back toe like drags along the sideline out of bounds. Super cool. It's great. It's awesome. Toe drag swag is a great phrase that Nate Burleson coined, and uh, and it,
1: every kid who watches the NFL tries to toe drag it. Reset. I mean, mm-hmm. like. I'm sure you did it at recent – I did it – I grew up watching Chris Carter play. That guy was the best in the game ever uh-huh. at catching balls on the
0: sidelines, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I I don't really know. I think the NFL doesn't really know either. I think it's one of those where it's like it's probably by textbook a rule and nobody even realizes it's a rule until the rule needs to be called upon and everyone's like, wait, why is this a thing? Like uh, it reminds me of – we were talking about the soft fair. Remember like a long time ago when in the NFL – uh, you could push a receiver out of bounds and before he got his two feet down the officials would have sa- could have just said well he would have caught the ball if you didn't push him out of bounds so therefore it's a catch yep which is like the dumbest rule ever and i think it jipped the vikings in a playoff game a long long time ago uh back in like the 70s or 80s and no it wasn't that long ago
1: wasn't no, it this that was a recent. That's been in
0: my well, lifetime. No, the rule impacted the Vikings in a bad way in like the seventies or eighties. But the rule just got changed in like two thousand
1: nine. Oh yeah, I, think. I, I don't. It, it may have gone. Then in that case, it may have gone back and forth because I do remember when that rule. Um, there was a time in my life where that rule was implemented where like if he would have come down in bounds it counts as a catch yeah. no matter what the defense was and it changed back. So maybe that rule's gone back and forth a few times. I guess I don't know. But but yeah, what it, I mean that's just a stupid rule. That's that's dumb. It was ridiculous and they changed that for the better. I'm I'm fast I was just fascinated by this one and I will admit I had the two games on so I and it wasn't the Vikings. So I wasn't like fully engrossed in the explanation and what was... I had other things going on. So you had I'm two sure games they, on at once. I'm sure they explained it, and I didn't catch the full explanation. But from my perspective, the guy caught it, had his toes inbounds, and then his, t- his heels were the next thing to land. No touchdown. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Biggest takeaway of the weekend, Corey, is that if the Vikings win... Uh, they could potentially be in first place at the end of next Sunday. They play the Los Angeles Chargers, who are owing to themselves, yep. two playoff teams from a year ago who are both desperate to get their first win of 2023 so that's going to be a fun one and there might be about 100 combined total points between the two teams so yeah Yeah. we'll talk about that as it gets closer uh speaking of things that are getting closer is the minnesota twins their magic number after taking three of four from the white Sox? is that tony oliva down to six baby down to six the vikings or the twins excuse me could theoretically clinch the division as soon as Wednesday, if the Twins sweep the Cincinnati Reds, they play games today, tomorrow, Wednesday. And Cleveland, uh, Do they? you looked at their schedule, Corey. They play Kansas City today, tomorrow, Wednesday as well? On the road at Kansas City. Yeah, so if the Cleveland gets swept by Kansas City and the Twins sweep Cincinnati, the Twins win the American League Central. We're talking about division winners at this exact moment thursday morning exactly which would be amazing that's as soon
1: as it could happen
0: now i know uh you know they're just the royals and the reds are still competing for a wild card for their wild card lives so you know let's say the twins don't get a sweep let's say they win or lose two out of three and let's say cleveland wins two out of three well cleveland plays a four-game series with the baltimore orioles who are fighting to get that number one seed in the american league playoffs orioles and rays both clinched a playoff spot over the weekend by the way uh and that, and so the Cleveland is going to be eliminated sometime by the end of the weekend. I'd prefer it happens at Target Field uh, for them to clinch the division because it's going to happen anyways at this point. Like There's no, there's no furious rally by Cleveland. Um, so, yeah, Twins are set to uh, clinch the American League Central sometime this week. The earliest it could happen, Wednesday. We could, I mean, really, it,
1: on Monday at this time, uh-huh. we're, we're talking about a division champ. Hopefully it happens sooner than that, but it is, I mean, unless the the Twins just do not win a game between now and a week from today, uh-huh. and Cleveland wins all of their games between now and a week from today. Um, There's 12 games left in the season. But, but we're talking about a division a division championship on on Monday. At, uh, at, at the it latest, could
0: be Thursday at the earliest, and probably Monday at the latest. Exactly, uh, and yeah, Twins are Twins are gonna win the Central, and we'll talk about how they stack the playoff rotation, how they get guys ready for the postseason, what are they doing uh, to for that, who are they gonna play? That'll all come up in the in the remaining days. Give us some time. We'll, yep. we'll get there. Uh, so, Corey, you had and I quote uh, a stupid question to ask me.
1: Yeah, this is not sports related at all. I saw it on the internet. And I thought this would be a fun one for you. Wait,
0: there are stupid things on the internet? Some of them. Some
1: some things on the internet are very dumb. And this is the most recent. Would you rather, stupid would you rather. Okay. Would you rather have seeds in your meat or bones in your fruit?
0: Oh. I think i got to go bones and fruit. That's what I am, too. I'm a bones and fruit kind of guy. Well, because if you think about it, what would you – I mean, I'm already used to seeds in fruit. So bones is, like, not ideal, but, like, it's not completely off-putting. Having seeds in a steak where I constantly have to, like, while I'm chewing, feel these, like, little things, it's not ideal. So, yes, uh, bones in fruit, not seeds and meat i think that one's pretty easy
1: all right so now let me let i'm a, a so my the thing i imagine is peeling apple slices off a bone core uh-huh super clean super right like that's where the yeah and of of course i asked this question to everyone i know this weekend okay and they're like well what does that mean does that mean i have watermelon seeds in my ribeye because that's annoying Mm-hmm. But there's other types of right. It could be like a peach pit. What if there's a peach pit in your in your hamburger? Yeah. Well, that's easy to work around. That's not that. So it just kind of depends on wherever your imagination uh, imagination takes you. My head always goes to like like when you get when you don't get seedless grapes or watermelon or the seeds that come up in oranges uh-huh. and you just like imagine a pulled pork sandwich but you're just having to constantly work around, like, like grape seeds or something, and how yeah. ridiculous that would be.
0: You're constantly just spitting it out, or like, uh, force yourself not to choke on it, right? Or yeah, like it just like the. But te- if you put a bone in a banana, that's pretty disgusting too. Yeah, that's also true. But you could theoretically, you could theoretically, eat around it a little bit better right. than he could. It'd be it be almost like a corn on the cob if that was the case, Exactly, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be that kind of situation.
1: I'm a bones and fruit guy. Uh, it was about a 50-50 split amongst my uh, family. Interesting. Bones and fruit, 50-50 with seeds in meat.
0: All right, giving, <laughs> giving the listeners a lot to think about on a Monday morning. It's a good question, right? Uh, that's going to get them through the rest of the week. <laughs> this has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, September 18th.